0: Hi, welcome to the show. How about you introduce yourself again?
1: Hello again, I'm Harry Toss, the developer of A House of Many Doors, which has just hit Kickstarter.
0: Okay, and, and once again, uh, can you let the audience know what the game is about?
1: The game is a single-player RPG um, for PC, in which you explore the house, a dimension which steals from other worlds. Um, you're a, an explorer and a poet. And the game is very um, focused on story and characters and, um, you know, procedural generation.
0: Okay. And and you put it on Kickstarter recently, and on the first day it was over 50% funded, right?
1: Yes, which okay. is <laughs> a big surprise for me. Yeah.
0: And, and so for the audience out there, if they want to find out more information while they're listening, they can go to PixeltrickeryGames.com. Perfect. Right. Okay. Yes. And so so last time we were discussing um just where you were going kind of as as a creative or your creative energies were going, you know, because you yeah. mentioned that you were doing writing before and then mm-hmm. as you picked up uh programming and got into game development. Um so you're you're now favoring games more or what are your thoughts?
1: I think that um you don't necessarily have to draw a line between um, developing a game and writing, yeah. but if you were to do that, then I think uh, I would, I'm a games developer, you know, um, yeah. I want to tell stories in the context of games.
0: And are you, because you know, there's, there's different niches of game design and game development. Do you yeah. talk to a lot of, and, and you mentioned Twitter before, do you talk to a lot of other game developers who are narrative heavy in their games?
1: yes, i do um I'm interested in all kind of game development, um but in terms of what I'm making, uh, I just naturally lean towards the narrative stuff and I think that's kind of you know means that I tend to drift towards people who have a, are of a similar kind of uh a, you know a similar kind of yeah ambition for what they want to do
0: and I guess are you getting a feel for you know like in every medium there's hidden intricacies that Mm. kind of help you express your you know the emotions or the feelings or or whatever you want to express more effectively and and have you picked up on any of those i guess related to narrative and and game development
1: yeah I, i i have um it's something that i've been thinking about for longer than i've known how to program um because i've been playing games for a very long time obviously yeah and I've you know I've I've always been interested in those little tricks um that games play in ways that other media mediums can't.
0: And can you share any of those with the audience like you know maybe any suggestions or perspectives on I guess little tricks or techniques that they could use for if they want to add powerful narrative in games.
1: I think one of the things um that comes to mind is that It can be very important to make sure the player doesn't feel like the narrative is telling them what their character thinks, at least for a role-playing game. Because a player will often have a fairly um, concrete idea of what the role that they're playing is, and you don't want to overstep the boundary and try and impose something on what the player is feeling. But occasionally, and sparingly, I think, Um, you can play with that boundary and just overstep very slightly and say, maybe your character is feeling like this at this point because of um, something which is a powerful moment which would definitely get some kind of response um, from the player character along those lines. And that can be effective if used sparingly, I think. Okay.
0: And with your game, you have poetry in there, which I think is it's a little different than other type of narrative based games. Yeah. Um I mean, I guess what uh how do you feel the poetry affects the game?
1: I think it's it's something that I wanted to do so I threw it in. Um yeah. in terms of how it makes the game feel, I think it lends a kind of surreal aspect to the way that you understand the setting that you're in. It's a less logical way of approaching thing, poetry. It's yeah. not about, you know, cause because this is the way that the player um, advances and levels up in my game is to write poetry, which suggests a kind of a different mode of kind of very abstract, slightly surreal thinking where approaching things from that kind of the more subconscious subdued perspective of poetry, um, is just different. Is, is different from, yeah, you know, um, delving deep into like concrete law stuff, which is something that I want to do as well. But I like the counterpoint that poetry provides.
0: And and for the audience out there, and I know we briefly touched on it in the first interview, but how do they compose that poetry in the game? <laughs>
1: So you collect experiences and memories throughout the game, um, such as moments of melancholy, or horrifying ordeals, or romantic encounters, and these are just things that come up in the course of, uh, you know, exploring the narrative, Yeah. and then you, if you have a certain number of each one, then you can kind of spend them, I suppose, to create a poem from them, and then the type of poem you create is based on the kind of memory that you have. So if you have a bunch of romantic <laughs> encounters, then you write a little love sonnets, um, which will have a very silly title probably because the computer doesn't quite understand what's appropriate, but um, that's part of the fun.
0: And and when you say spend them, can you buy pre-made
1: verses? Or is it procedurally generated verses? It's procedurally generated titles at the moment. Okay. And I'm going to devote a lot of time to making procedure-generated verses as well, because that's uh, yeah, something that's that I cool. really want to have in the game. And I think that's something that people yeah, people will think it's cool. Um, and. and it's got a big response from people on uh, the Kickstarter. And so, you know, I'm going to do all the characters. <laughs> cou- I'm going to explore that as much as I can and try and, you know, it'll probably come up with a lot of very terrible poetry, but I think that will be part of yeah, what well. makes it fun, funny
0: from from my point of view because i know we had this discussion i guess in the last interview about um passive narrative versus this kind of um you know interactive gameplay systems that allow people to tell their own stories i think what's cool about your approach is that like you said the poetry doesn't have any hard structure right it's it's really expressive so it can be funny it can be yeah it's just entertaining and that's cool um so, and, yeah, go ahead. You know,
1: I don't, I don't want, you know, I'm talking a lot about narrative and writing and all this stuff, but I don't want to take myself very seriously in yeah, the writing. Yeah, no, it I never to... works. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, you know, that's
0: the one thing I feel like, because I've talked to different game developers, and it's like, whenever I'm serious or whenever other people are serious, we mean well, it just never works. And then you yeah. see something like, even the goat simulator people, you know, they made a couple games, be- or a few games before that.
1: None of yeah. them
0: took off as much as Goat Simulator. You know, Goat yeah. Simulator is the most silly, the least, um, I think they spent the least amount of time on it, too. <laughs> and, and you know, it just goes to what, what can you share with other people? You know, the poetry that is created in the game, if it's procedurally generated and it's interesting, mm. that has possibilities, right? And... I think so too, yeah. You know, we briefly touched on marketing, you know, and mm. if that poetry... Uh, is this going to be targeted towards PCs mainly or is it going to be on mobile or... I mean, because that's the kind of poetry you could share on social media, right? Like, is, if it's silly and it's just funny and...
1: Yeah, th- that, that's, that's what I hope um, will happen, actually. Um, it's a bit like the Alphabet thing where people share stuff that Bear says. Um, I haven't actually played Bear, but yeah, I yeah. just see a lot of it on Twitter. Um, I think funny, bad poems is something which you could do <laughs> the same thing with. Yeah, um, or even come out with and, a book of
0: the, the generated poems or something. I don't know.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff you could do, and this isn't something that I I decided to do this because i thought oh this would be really good for marketing but i think it just will have that really nice side effects and if people want to share their experiences with the game that way that'd be amazing i'd love to see people talking about it like that it'd be great well how big will the poems be though because i feel like the shorter they are the the
0: easier they can be shared but at the same time Mm. that just may not be the goal or or the
1: structure that you had in mind i think there's a happy medium that i'm going to have to experiment with i don't you know, because um, some of the poem, the, poet, the poetic form is something that changes based on the kind of experiences you're using. So you'll write yeah. a sonnet if you have experiences of romance and stuff. Um, you're not so going to have,
0: think- like, different haikus and, and other types of poetic structures, are you? Or
1: Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, there's you can have, um, I, well, I, don't, I can't remember what I've called it, but you can have kind of, like, funny experiences in the game as well, and then you can create limericks. Um, okay. So I'm gonna have a few different. I don't think maybe haikus. I can try haikus, but um, yeah. But haik- haikus might be difficult. But yeah.
0: But I know there there's certain poems that have certain structures, right? And I wasn't yes. sure if you're gonna have like one standard structure that whatever experiences you have will fit into it, or as you were inferring, that depending on the experiences you've had, it'll determine the poet, the 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 poem structure, you know
1: the subgenre of poetry poem that will be expressed
0: if i'm understanding yeah i don't know how many
1: different structures there will be but there will be different structures um and i don't know if i'm going to put the full sonnet in there because that could just be a bit too much um for people to really you know i think you get the joke after the first six lines or so probably yeah but i'm going to experiment and see what people like um and if it, you know, I, it's very much a work in progress. I'm going to see what playtesters think. If they really want to have the whole poem or something, then I can put that in. Um, I would rather lean towards having just a kind of a title, a funny, a, you know, a funny not necessarily funny, because, you know, you need some titles that sound like actual poems, and then the funny ones will be funnier because they're contrasting to those. But there will be the poem title, and then there will be, it will tell you what the number of lines is overall and the structure. And then there'll probably be, Uh, an extract from the poem rather than the entire thing just uh, I don't know how many lines yet but that's what I'm going to do cool unless I decide otherwise I've got a while to think about
0: well you know that was the other thing I noticed is that on your kickstarter you mentioned that it'll be ready in July 2016 which which is a long time from now what why do you feel that it's going to take that long and yeah yeah what are your thoughts because you already have an alpha out so
1: I do. Um, I think I'd r- I'd rather call it a pre-alpha. Um, okay. There's a lot of stuff in there that isn't going to be in the final game in terms of just really bad placeholder art and stuff. Okay. Um, you know, because I've got I've got you know I've got an artist who's actually good at art who will be um, helping me out there. I think I need that time because the writing and the poetry system. I really want to polish those and get those right. And I've drawn up a schedule. I know how much it, everything will take me. And I think I've given myself more time than I might need, because I'm very aware that a lot of Kickstarters give themselves less time than they actually end up needing. Yeah, And I'd be told by lots of game developers that the last 10% of the work takes 90% of the time. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, So I've been quite generous in how much time I've given myself. Um, And hopefully that will translate into a more polished uh, game, which is on time. Um, Because I'm sure there'll be stuff along the way that ends up taking a lot more time than allowed for on my schedule. And it'll be nice to have time to actually absorb that and still be able to get it out on the day that I've said now.
0: Okay. And, um, you know, we, we briefly touched on marketing before Mm. Uh what, I mean, I guess the, the one thing I wanted to mention is that even when you reached out to me to do an interview, you did customize your message, right? Like, I mean, have you been, yes. have you been aggressive, I guess, in trying to contact games media or, or how have you approached just trying to get more
1: exposure? I think um, I've sent out a lot of emails and I don't know if I'd call it aggressive because I've been consciously avoiding kind of mailing lists and... Oh, yeah. And, well, you know, but
0: what's cool is just that fact, at least basically. it was customized. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when you reached out, they were personalized, customized. And um, I mean, and what's cool is like, as we mentioned before, you you got a write-up in Rock, rock Paper Shotgun, which is amazing. Yeah. it is amazing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I guess, well, I guess moving forward, what are you going to do with your marketing that could be different than what you're doing already? Or do you feel that you're on the right path with that?
1: That's an interesting question. Um, so much of my thoughts about marketing have been to do with the kickstarter and leading up to the kickstarter and yeah you know, i've devoted a lot of time to planning that and now now a bit you know i've done I've, I've done much better than i expected i would um so how am I going to market the game moving forward? I think I probably will have a period where I go a lot quieter once the Kickstarter's done. I'm still going to continue to update my devlog and I'm going to continue to update people who've, had, who've um, you know pledged to the Kickstarter with exactly what's going on and making sure they're all still in the loop. Okay. Um, but I'm going to probably take a back seat in terms of... I don't want to use the word aggressively, but it does kind of suit... It's you know, just actively reaching out, you know? Yeah. And trying to pull in more people who don't know about the game yet. I think there's gonna be a period where I go quiet on that and I just because I'm getting out information to people who are already interested. Yeah. Um just because that'll be easier and give me more talk on the game, which is what I need to be able to be able to do. And then towards launch date, probably for a good four to three months before the launch, is when I'll start ramping that up again gradually and just reaching out and reaching out and reaching out. Um I found that I've lost myself a lot more time for marketing than I actually um, thought I'd need and I ended up needing it. So, you you, you know, I think you can't overestimate how important marketing is. The more you do, it just, it it continues to pay off um, is what I've found. um, It's something that I never would have Thoughts to hear myself say you know four or five months ago but it's just so important and you have to realize that as especially when you're competing in quite a saturated indie marketplace
0: yeah and um i guess wrapping up the interview what are three suggestions that you have for other game developers that are looking to get uh, their games out there
1: I think the first thing is definitely customize the emails you send. Um, You know, you mentioned earlier that it kind of had made an impression on you. Yeah. Um, It takes more time, but it definitely pays off. If you just send off a boilerplate thing and it gets ignored, that's more of a waste of time than if you spend a bit of time creating a customized thing that gets looked at. Um, Other stuff, I think start early, start earlier than you think you might need and that will pay off. Even if you've, think that for, you know for months I felt like I was just writing blogs that were being read by three people and one of them was you know related to me okay. um, but you know now I've got a fairly good archive that I could it's not it's not huge but I've got something that I can point to now and direct people towards and also people are going back and reading it and I found out that there are people who've been reading it all along that I'd never suspected um, so you know start early and don't be discouraged if you don't get much attention because that's the kind of thing that has a slow build up and then a sudden kind of, oh, suddenly I have more attention than I thought I would. Um, and make sure that you target your outreach carefully. You know, it's another thing where I haven't, I haven't sent any speculative emails to anyone who I don't think would be interested. Um, someone who's interested in indie games or who's interested in RPGs or PC games, those are the people i contacted don't go if you're a mobile developer don't contact a pc site or vice versa it's just not a good use for either of your time um and you need to use your time very very wisely and have good time management in terms of who you're reaching out to
0: okay and um once again where can the audience find out more information about your game and potentially check
1: it out or back it up or stuff like that that would be pixeltrickerygames.com, um and yeah check it out it'd be great
0: Great. Um, thanks again for your time. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much. Yep. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye.